0: Put your prayers up, prayers up, up Bless us with the Lord, put your prayers up Prayers up, prayers
1: up Bless us with yeah. from the Lord, put your prayers up Welcome to Prayin' and Freaking. a time to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things It's not a cliche, it's a reality with your girl Georgette, a.k.a. The Freaker you know, I do outtakes and intakes, so we could use this for the funny part or just let it go. I mean, that's that's the way it go. All right, y'all. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Praying and Freaking with your girl, Georgette a.k.a. The Preaker, And I am super excited because in the building today, I have the Greens with me. I have James and Cynthia Green who are in the building, and they are going... <laughs> they are going to be talking to us. What are y'all? Well, I don't even know what the topic is because I didn't tell them. But I love when they say we are the fa- what America's favorite couple. Is that what y'all say? Yes. That's what we say. <laughs> That's what
2: we have been nicknamed by others.
1: Yes. Yeah, so they are America's favorite couple. And why? Well, let me step back because see, I get excited and I get ahead of myself. But let me go ahead and pray first and then you will hear from James and Cynthia Green. I will let them tell whatever you guys want to say, whatever you want to share with the audience, and then I'm going to tell you what the topic is today, what we're going to be talking about. So, all right, let me get into this word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come right now, first and foremost, just thanking you, Lord God, thanking you, thanking you, thanking you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to sit down and speak with the greens, Father God. I do not take it lightly, Lord God, because time is the one thing that we cannot get back. So I appreciate that they have carved out time from their busy schedule to sit down and speak with me. So Lord, may something that we say, Father God, may something touch someone's heart, Lord God. If we just reach one, Lord God, that's what it's all about, Lord God. Let us have laughter, Father God. Let us learn something new, Lord God. Lord, and I ask that you Continue to bless everything that they touch, everything that they're connected to, their business, their family, Father God, their friends, Lord God. May it manifest, Lord God. May it grow to heights that they could not even think or imagine. And we thank you in advance. In your son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. amen. So tell the people with y'all want them to know about the greens, whoever. Like, I love when I talk to married couples, because it's funny, you can tell when people have been together for a long time like they start talking at the same time they finish each other's sentences and so (laughs) i just let it flow but whoever wants to start whatever you want to tell the people about who you are and what you do whatever you want to share so and um, you know they say we start looking alike exactly (laughs) exactly that's
2: the
0: case i look a whole lot better
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we are James and Cynthia Green. We're the founders of Marriage Built to Last. We're so super excited about that. We founded our business over seven years ago and God has just been good because he has anointed and appointed us to help couples see what he has for them. So our motto is, it, is that we help couples see what God has for them. And what mm. that means is that we help couples to um, create a vision for their marriage and under- learn and understand the purpose of why God put the two of them together. So, we have been married, it will be 14 years next month. Woo! Woo! And we're still trying to figure out where we want to go for our anniversary. Isn't that sad? It's almost that time, we haven't figured it out but um i tell people all the time i am still on my honeymoon because i am still in love as if the first day that we got married so i'm excited about that we're a blended family of of six four children two girls two boys and so um yeah it's a a north meets south i'm from the south he's from the north so we got a lot of um opposites attract in this relationship that makes it work
1: go on and tell him tell him where he's from tell him where he's from
0: <laughs> I'm from the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection
1: come on now <laughs> WBAS yes, yes. 105.3 yes come on in the room I found out that he is my home boy he is from Philadelphia <laughs> yes the best to be from i know i was excited i was like wait a minute he's from philly so yes thank you thank you thank you born and raised born and raised me too that's right born and raised in philadelphia Ah, so actually i got family here out of town they just they just got here so when i'm done this interview we are gonna hang out a little bit and so well thank y'all for coming and so i when i was like okay god where you want me to go with this because he never gives me a topic until the last of So i'll be like god you know i got an interview right and so i thought about um some of the things that you guys do and i know you always have this kiss uh thing that's real important this kiss competition the kiss thing and it's always coming back to the kiss to the kiss to the kiss and so my topic is how to kiss that's what i want to talk about and <laughs> I actually took that word kiss and broke it down to mean something else. But before I tell y'all what I broke the word down, I want to know what does it mean when you hear that, how to kiss. And then I'm going to tell you what I broke the word kiss down to mean. And so, but just off the top of your head, like, what does that mean when you hear that how to kiss? Well, for me, the first
2: thing I think about is two couples connecting, coming together as one. So when you kiss, it's a very intimate and personal thing between a married couple um, because you're becoming intimate with one another. So, of course, we shouldn't go around kissing everybody, but the Bible does talk about a brotherly kiss, a friendly kiss. That's like a peck on the cheek. You know, there's a greeting kiss where you kiss on the hand, but when a couple who is married kiss, it, it can be lightly intimate, but it can also lead to in um, deep intimacy. So that's what I think about when I think about a kiss. Right.
0: For me, it, it's, it's about your feelings. Because we always say that love is a feeling, and kissing is also a feeling. And you don't just kiss anybody. You only kiss the people you feel something about. Just like Cynthia said, when you talk about kissing, you know, a friendly kiss, like kissing your parents, you know, kissing on the cheek or kissing your child. But when you kiss your spouse or kiss your mate, that's a, a different type of feeling. That's a more intimate feeling. You know, That that's that's from the heart because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. But when you do a kiss, mm-hmm. that's an action. It's an action word. So you're showing how your heart feels by your actions. And the kiss is your action on how your heart truly feels. Mm, yes. Okay, come
1: on in the room, Mr. James, breaking it down. <laughs> yeah. So, when I yes, yeah, so when I looked at that word kiss and I was like, okay, God, where am I going with this? I broke it down to say keep intimacy satisfying spouses. And so that's what I broke that kiss down to mean. And so I want to kind of look at that because Cynthia kind of actually touched on it. She did say the word intimacy. And so keeping up with that and keeping along the lines, let's talk about each of those individually. And so how do we keep intimacy in our marriage? How do we keep satisfying our spouses? And so that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes
0: okay so if you think
1: about what you just said and I, I always say
0: intimacy is into me you have to be into me you see so if you keep yourself into me how do you keep yourself into the person you love how do you keep yourself into me that's why that kissing and that kissing uh release that satisfaction and you hit it all on the head keep yourself into me you see with that satisfaction so if you're satisfied mm. you're going to always be into me because that's what brought us two together in the first place that you were into me and now you're satisfied so you stay into me and you keep yourself Mm -hmm. into me and you do that by kissing because when you kiss you think of you're leaving a, a, a a lasting feeling on that person you know we always say filling up your love tank how do you fill a person's love tank by being intimate by giving them what they need by giving them what they want you know by letting them feel a certain type of way so if you can do all of this with a kiss mm-hmm. a kiss releases them hormones that make you feel a certain type of way mm-hmm. so if you do that you will always be into me you will keep yourself into me and you will always be satisfied with a simple kiss
1: mm. i love it how about you cynthia mm-hmm. he didn't broke it down break <laughs> it down 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 <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I'm quite sure what the question was. He's he said a lot, so
1: <laughs> we were just talking about how do you keep the intimacy going intimacy. and how do you keep satisfying your spouse. As I wrote, wrote broke down the, the the kiss word. You
2: you know what? How do you keep the intimacy going? Honestly, you know James always says romance and intimacy starts in the morning. So for me, you keep the intimacy going by staying connected by communicating. Like And, and um, you also keep it by always studying your spouse. And like James says, action. So if I am studying my spouse, I know what they're like. I'm talking to them about the things that they're like. I'm doing action of the things that they like. And so it's keeping us connected by heart, soul, and spirit. So then we're gonna stay intimate with one another. And I think that's what couples lose it. Couples stop paying attention to one another. Mm -hmm. They stop giving each other what each other need. They don't tell each other what they need. They don't ask. There's nothing wrong with asking you guys. They don't ask for what they need and what they want. And so the Mm -hmm. intimacy starts to grow apart. So I really think intimacy is about you communicating and making sure you guys are talking about your wants, your needs, you know, the things that you like, you don't like, it's it's super important. That's where it all starts. And
0: and, you know, that's the key because people talk about why do couples break up? They talk about communication, they talk about financing, they talk about intimacy or sex, more like intimacy, but it all goes to communication because you got to talk about your finances you got to talk about what you want. You got to talk about what you need. You got to talk about how you like it. You know, they talk about intimacy. And we know that when couples get together, they have previous relationships. So what you did in your previous relationship and maybe how you kissed that person or was intimate with that person doesn't mean you can do the same thing with the person you're with now. So that means you have to talk about it. You talk have to talk about maybe what you like. How do you like it? What you want? How do you want it? What you need? How do you need it? Mm-hmm. And all of that goes back to, okay. you can't just kiss a person and say, wait a minute, I don't like when you kiss me on my ear. I don't like when you kiss me on my neck. Kiss me on my lips. I don't like when you pet. Kiss me with a tongue, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So you got to talk about what you like so you can keep giving that person what they like, what they need, and and how they want it.
1: Yes. That's good because I think that, you know, a lot of people, when they are dating, um, you know, they are more open to expressing those things and communicating those things. And it's like, once you get married, that thing just, and and we know, I mean, we have life and we have kids and we have like all of these things that come into the picture, but we have to remember that, you know, when those kids are gone and when those things are, are no longer, you know, prevalent in the Mm -hmm. marriage that are taking up space and distractions, That it's literally going to be just the two of us. And so, you know, with that being said, it kind of leads me to my next question. Like, what three tips can you give couples who are at pivotal points, you know, in their marriage? You know, example, empty nesters or people who are now maybe one person is retired or you're both retired or you know things that happen it kind of change the dynamics of what's going on so like what tips can you give them so that they can be able to communicate again or you know have these conversations because i think like we said a lot of things kind of get into the way and people don't have these conversations anymore
0: right so number one i would say continue to date like we always say You don't date to get married. You marry to date. Mm. Because when you think about that for a minute, when you're dating, you're together all the time. You're either on the phone talking or you're together all the time unless you go to work or school, whatever the case may be. But during them other times, you're together all the time. So when you get married, continue to do that. Continue to date. You know, because like you say, when you get married, everything happens. Life happens. The kids, the home, the bills, everything kicks in and allows that romance to take a back seat. But if you continue to date, even when you're married, it'll keep that romance to the forefront. So, you you know, if you go out alone on a date with just you and your spouse, you're talking, you're having fun together. So when the kids are all grown and they're empty nesters, you still have each other. The stuff you talked about, this, you know, you're still dating. You know, you're still spending time together. And you, and you shouldn't lose that because if you lose that, and we know couples who have may have lost that. So when they become empty nesters, when the kids go off to college or whatever, they have nothing in common. They have nothing to talk about because they stopped talking once they got married. After they mm. dated, they talked, but once they got married, they just stopped talking. Now, because we know as people grow, you know, people evolve, things change. And those are the things you have to talk about when you're dating. Talk about the changes. Talk about, well, I, for example, well, I didn't like broccoli, I like broccoli now. I didn't like Brussels sprouts, I like Brussels sprouts now. You're changing, you're evolving. So you have to date and keep talking about those things that are changing, keep talking about those things that are growing. And what it does, it allows you to grow together. So when you're empty nesters, you're still growing together as a couple and not as growing apart and not as individuals.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that um, we're kind of talking about, you know, you're retired or you're empty nesters or you've been married a while. I think that, you know, um, a lot of couples don't sit down year to year or even every now and then to talk about where they are and where they want to go. So we always talk about, you know, couples having a vision for their marriage. As a matter of fact, I said that was our motto, is that we help couples see what God sees for them. And so um, God puts the puts couples together for, for a reason. There's some things that he wants the two of you yeah. to accomplish in the earth together. Purpose. Of course, we all have our own purpose that God, why he created us, and he wants us to do in the earth. But he don't get you married just so you can just be married and have some a, a, a boo thing, you know, to, to hang out with and have sex with. He created you because Has something the two of you are supposed to do together, and so I think that couples one of the first steps they can do is sit down and talk about where they are and where they want to be maybe that next year or five years from now or 10 years from now. Especially when things change, like you said, the kids are now going, you know, kids are a big part of what we do in life. Everything mm-hmm. we do centers around our kids, taking them to this meeting, that game, that practice, um, you know, I'm worried about what they got to have for lunch, what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear. And then when we retire, we no longer have our jobs to talk about how was your day. So then you've got to regroup. It's really time to sit down and evaluate where you are. So, you know, James and I, we created a bucket list. We do a vision board every December to prepare for the next year. And we did vision board classes for couples because a lot of couples, they they get stuck because they Mm. don't know what it is they're supposed to be doing now or what's next or they don't have any idea of where they want to go in their marriage. Right. And so that that will help you to just, if you don't want to do a vision board party or sit down and talk about vision, it is important that you take the time to sit down and have what I call a a family meeting or a couple's meeting to talk about your goals.
0: Right. And and, And you know me, I always like to just break things down. Cindy hit the nail on the head. That's why we're marriage and relationships visionary strategists. You know, cause like she said, we truly believe couples were put together for a purpose. God put together for a purpose. And what is purpose? Purpose is nothing but a source of your passion. So if you're passionate about something, that could be your purpose. And you're passionate about each other because God brought you together for that. So now you just have to take that and expand on that, on what our purpose is, because it's nothing but a source of your passion. And that's why we need to vision. All vision is, is purpose that you can see so if you have a purpose and you see it come to fruition you see it manifest that's all vision is that's why we have them vision and goal setting parties so you can have you can as a couple know where you're going know what you want to do know what you're striving to be know what you want to achieve and when you do that together it keeps you together and it keeps you grounded because now you're working together as a team you're working together to reach that goal as a couple that you want to reach you know, now you have a passion about it. You hold each other accountable, and all that does is allow you to grow together instead of growing apart.
1: Yeah, that's good. I I don't know if I know of too many people, so that's it's so important that you guys do what you do because. I don't know too many people that really do that, that that really sit down and and make visions and and goals for their marriage so that's amazing i love it like that that is what you guys are doing for couples because it's so needed i mean i'm big on that like i love love so i'm just like as always excited for me i just celebrated 22 years what? of marriage and so yeah it's uh i mean it's a big deal oh and i meant to tell you guys when you were talking about where you want to go, if you have not been to Antigua, like that's one of my favorite places. So check out Antigua. Like, oh my God, it's so beautiful there. But, and I can get Coco Bay. That's the name of the resort that we went to. But you will So so
0: think about that for a minute, what you said, that you don't know many couples that do that, sit down and write down their goals. So if you don't write down your goals on where you want to go, what you want to be, what you want to do, then what are you doing? Where are you going? You're not going anywhere because you're not striving to achieve anything. So if you don't mm-hmm. take time out as a couple to sit down and write, OK, where do we want to go? What are we going to do in the next five years? You're not going anywhere. You're just happening around maybe in a circle or so because you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you want to do. But if you write specific goals and what you want to achieve, now you're going somewhere. Now the two of you can get together and go somewhere. So, those
2: are the three things on how you can recreate your intimacy by dating one another, getting out the house and doing something. Number two, having a conversation about it. And number three, writing it down, writing out some goals,
1: write your bucket list, write the
0: vision and make it plain. Make it plain.
1: There you go. (laughs) I was about to say that so the others can run on to see. Yes, I love it. (laughs) So you both can actually run on to see what the end will be because, you know, when we have things that we can physically look at and then achieve and be able to work towards those things it makes a difference you know it really does i mean because we do it individually so why are people not doing it collectively with a person like you said that god has sent you to be, you know, your helpmate and to be your support, your encourager, your, your ear, like when no one else is listening, like that is what this person is there to do. And so why not do that together? So like, I love it. I, I, and I I just have to ask too, like, how do you guys continue to work because you work together you travel together and like, how do you still enjoy it's so funny because my husband and I, we actually worked at three places together too. And people, when they found out, they're like, you work with your wife, like how you work with your husband. It's <laughs> so, and we will be like, uh, yes, like it's not it's so just I, I wanna hear from your perspective, like, you know, how do you continue to work together, travel together? and still enjoy one another because i know a a lot of people would be like oh no i couldn't do that like that's we heard it all the time and so i want to hear how you guys managed to (laughs) to make it work you know, that's actually how we got dubbed America's favorite couple, because
2: when couples see us in person, they see that the things we do, that they see us posting maybe on social media or whatever, they see that we're really like that. Like, we are real. Like, we really love each other. We really enjoy each other. We enjoy being around each other. So I think that the the reason why it works is because the before we ever got married, we said that um, we were going to do something that we were going to continue to date. We also said that we would do something every year for our anniversary. And like we said, we've always had a bucket list and set goals and and things. And we honestly did something before we got married. We went on a 40-day journey where we did, um, we read scripture, we had prayer, and we did a complete fast together for 40 days before our wedding to find out what it is that God wanted, uh, wanted from us. And wanted us to do in our marriage and I think because we were connected for those 40 days I mean not many couples either read even read the Bible together and they don't pray together and so it helped us to create a habit of spending that quality time together and we learned a lot about not only just each other but we learned a lot about God and what he wanted out of relationships and so that made us start out with a very very healthy relationship and we've continued that to to this day now we don't sit down and Read scripture every day like that, but we do have prayer every day. We do have discussions about different scriptures and prayer and things of that nature. So we started out on, on um, in that way, but um, it works because we we are each other's best friend. We we love being together. Stop shaking your head, <laughs> James. Shaking his head. No, y'all. That's funny. <laughs> Next time you tell somebody, Cynthia is my best friend. He tells you know, people asking, ask him who's his best friend. My wife is my best friend. You know, okay. Next time he say that, I'm gonna say, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. <laughs> but 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 yeah, so we we enjoy each other's time, but I'll tell you about the working together part. Reason why it's I- tough.
0: No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> she stay in her lane, I stay in mine. <laughs> no.
2: That's- Exactly what I was going to say. We learn. We learn what each other's gifted at, what our skills are, and we divide up the roles and responsibilities. So it works like this: Cynthia does all the work, and James just shows up and runs his mouth.
0: I do a good job of running my mouth.
2: <laughs> you no, know,
0: it, it's funny she said that because we have a, a Saturday show when we talk about relationships. Breakfast with the Greens, and we used to actually be cooking breakfast live, talking about it. And it's funny that before we used to go on the air, we used to have to talk about, okay, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? You stay over there on that burner. I'll stay over here on this burner. Don't be coming over here trying to stir what's in my pot. Yeah,
2: we have to have a discussion. You stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. <laughs> and we to have- who's going to talk what topic, Okay, You do this, and then I'll talk on this area. And then you talk, and then I talk. Like, we have to really decide before we get on camera, before we get on the stage, who's going to say what, who's going to do what. We even do a little bit of choreography, like James said. You stay on this side, I stay on that (laughs) side. So yeah, you have to discuss it in advance, because we have couples um we actually coached a couple not too long ago because they were just starting to speak together and they were like it just ain't working i said that's because you guys have not sat down and discussed your roles and responsibilities right. and who's good at what and what you're going to do so you got to get into a rhythm that works for the two of you
0: right and the bottom line is Cynthia just said it how do we do all this together roles and responsibilities we know each other's role and we know what each other is responsible for and we're you know and what you're good at, that's your responsibility. Like like if a, a couple gets married and one is better at finance than the other, let them handle all the finances. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the man or the woman. If the woman's better at finances, let her handle it. You know, whatever
1: she's best at. So it's about roles and responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That that actually kind of feeds right into what my next question was. See, God, he he be having this all rolled out. I, I wanted to know, like what pointers can you give newly engaged couples and i think that james what you just said is really really important because sometimes you know we 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 let the the world and these other outside things come in and not look into ourselves as we Mm -hmm. said even the intimacy to know like okay, this person is strong at that. So let them handle that. And so it doesn't matter, like whatever you're strong at, then then that's what you should do. And so what, what can you speak to our newly engaged couples or even newly married couples that are trying to figure out those roles and responsibilities like you guys just touched on? Because I think You know, we, how we practice is how we play. You know, I always hear that. And I think how we start is how we play as well. And so like, what advice can you give? So for newly engaged couples, I truly encourage them to get premarital
2: coaching or counseling, you know, or pick up some materials, take an online course, go to your pastor, uh, uh, and get some mentors, find out what, what what they say makes marriage work and then find out what you believe will work for your marriage before you get married don't just get married because you're in love and then you're walking through the door together to live together and everything becomes a blur everything becomes a mess because you didn't know they'd like to do this or they would have this expectation for you to to cook and clean and you don't cook so talk about your expectation before you get married But newlyweds, if you didn't do that before you got married, it's time to sit down and really talk about your expectations. What do you really want from me as a wife? And and can I do that? Or am I willing to do that? Or am I good at that? Or will I sacrifice and try and do it because that's what you want from me? You know what mm. I'm saying? And the same mm. thing with the husband. We have to talk about these things. It goes right back to communication. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in relationship breaks down because of communication skills and learning how to deal with conflict resolution skills. So if you can do that, I'm telling you, couples will have so much more success in their marriages.
0: Right. And and Cindy, uh, she hit it when she talked about expectations because... People go into a relationship with expectations. A lot of times, they never talk about them. So then, when that time comes, and one may say, "Well, I thought we we're gonna have five kids." Well, I just wanted to have one because <laughs> I was going back to work. They never actually talked about that before they what got married. You mean
2: you're going back to work? No, right. I want you to stay home and have babies, right?
0: And be a housewife. And those are the things you have to talk about. Number two, I would say, is set boundaries and guardrails.
2: Yes. Because
0: yes. you can't think of. Like Cynthia and I, this is Cynthia and I. We have there's nothing we don't we don't hide. Everything is open book for nothing each of we us, don't share. right? Nothing we don't share. Passwords, everything. She could pick up my phone, answer my phone, none of that. So you need to talk about those boundaries. Will you have a joint account? Will you have separate accounts? Will you have you know share passwords? You know, will you have access to my Instagram or Facebook or password to my phones, whatever the case may be? Those are things you have to talk about. So you have to talk about, are you going to have single friends? You know, as, as when we get married, you know, have married friends, you know? Are you going to hang out with the fellows? Are you going to hang out with the girls? Whether, often? Right. Or whatever the case may be. Because we truly don't believe you can take married advice from a single person. So you have to set those boundaries and those guardrails in your marriage in the very beginning, whether you're newlyweds or whether you're engaged getting married so that would be the thing expectations and boundaries and guardrails
1: yeah that's good because i i i think that sometimes we have some unrealistic expectations too and then when we don't talk about it and then when the person doesn't live up to what we were expecting it's like that was an unrealistic expectation from the beginning like this person could never do that anyway but we never talked about it like you said and so Now, when it comes to a point where, you know, it is detrimental, like it causes, you know, some some issues. And so I think that what you said is very important that have those before conversations. And I love what you said, Cynthia, just because I love this person doesn't mean that I need to marry this person. Like it goes a little bit deeper than that, like and you have to peel that onion back and make sure that. The love is going to, because, you know, we, we, we change, like you said, and we evolve and we grow. And so, and our love has to grow with that Mm -hmm. along with the things that are changing and evolving in this person. And so it has to be some you gotta go down a little bit deeper right. in them onions and peel them layers out to see if I really do. I really love this person. Like, do I love everything about this person, or is it just that surface love? Because and, right,
0: and love is ex. Love is good. You need love, but you need sometimes you need a little bit more than just the love.
2: <laughs> and I was also I was also gonna say that um for newlyweds and um, engaged couples, create your own traditions too. Within your relationship yep. because so many couples get married and they're like, well, my mom my and my parents always did this and my family always did that. No, create your own traditions and habits and things that you do within your household, in your marriage, in your family, right. in your relationship. And don't try to build it based on how you grew up or what mama right. and them did. No, basically, um, get, create, do your own
1: thing.
0: Because you- just because it worked with you growing up doesn't mean it's going to work in your marriage
1: yes exactly exactly because they i mean that doesn't because we're different people like we're not our parents we're not our you know we're not and so we have to figure you know you got to figure right. out what works for you and so that that's good i like that yeah and so we talked about the newlyweds and the the engaged couples like What advice then would you give for a seasoned couple? like, you know, those, because then that's a whole nother. Like when you, you know, I I still love my husband and like my husband. Thank God it's very important. (laughs) But 22 years is different from, you know, a newly engaged couple or, you know, someone that is a year in and two years in. And so what can you give for, for a seasoned people? You know what I tell seasoned couples? Look again.
2: Mm. Look at your spouse again. What's different about them? What do they do different? Do you even know? Like, you've got to get to know your spouse all over again. And get out and start doing some different things, especially like you when we were talking earlier. You're retired, or you're now empty nesters. OK, what's next? What can we now do that we couldn't do when we were dragging around little babies, or when we had teenagers who didn't want to do the same thing that we wanted to do? Like right. when we became empty ne- nesters, our, um, our friends was whining and complaining. We were like, "Yes! Oh my gosh! We don't have to worry about taking our child along with us, and they don't want to be there. We can just go where we want and do what we,
0: we want. We can walk around the house naked. Oh no!" Oh. <laughs>
2: that he did say that but no do start you know what i I go back to the bucket list sit down and talk about some things that you really want to do i bet you so many couples have not talked about what to each other really talked to each other so long they don't even know that you might want to um, create a garden in the backyard. They don't even know that you want to go um, take yoga classes and learn, you know, get your body stretched out so you can have more um, reachability. They, they don't even know that you um, prefer to, you know, sit out on the deck and relax and read a book. Like start talking about some of the things that you want to do. They don't even know that you really wanted to go to Hawaii because y'all never talked about it because you've just been coexisting in the same house. So you gotta mm. start having those communication, um, um, communicating. You have gotta start sharing. You gotta open up. You gotta be vulnerable to one another. Once again, I'm telling you, when 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 we get married, life kicks in. The kids kick in. The jobs kick in. Church kicks in. The community activities kick in. Household chores kick in, and we forget about really. Um, sitting down and connecting and sharing and being vulnerable and intimate with each other in conversation. So it's time to have a conversation. Hey, babe, what do you want to do with the rest of our lives? We just went on a couple's trip, and one thing that they all talked about was where they wanted to retire, where do they their final destination or where they wanted um, to live. And three out of the four couples want to retire in Florida. We're like, we're not going to Florida. One was Texas, or one was Texas and two was Florida. We're staying here in Maryland. And they were like, Well, why do y'all want to stay in Maryland? Now, mind you, two of the couples are front four of the out of the eight of us was is from Maryland, DC. And we were like, Well, you know, we're close to Philadelphia, James home, we're close to North Carolina, my home, you know, we're close to New York, we're close to the mountains, we're close to the beach, you know, we're close to cities, DC. It's a lot to do here.
0: Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So <laughs> this is perfect for us. We don't need to retire someplace else. We, you know, we talked about retiring in North Carolina, but, um, but yeah, so. I didn't want to be
0: in a country. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> but no, seriously. So it's time to, I mean, we don't talk about retirement. We talk about, we want to retire, but we really don't sit down and think about what we want to do when we retire individually or together. So it's just time to have All a right. conversation. And, and
0: what's key when the couples that have been together for a long time is that communication piece only because as time goes on people change people evolve things evolve so now you have to reconnect on what changed. you know what what you what do you like now because things that you used to like you maybe don't like anymore so now your spouse has to know that so you can talk about that so you can adjust your schedules on okay since you don't like the beach anymore or no or since you don't like Going hiking anymore and you like the beach let's scrap going hiking and go more toward the beach because as you change as you evolve things change and you have a different feeling about certain things so that's what you have to find out find out what your passion is now now that life now that we've been together 20 years because before we were younger maybe we used to go roller skating and and i used to roller skate all the time I don't even think I can roller skate at all right now. So I will never do that again. so that's something that we don't have to do. Roller skate, because I can't now. (laughs) So you have to talk about, you know, what changed in your life or what changed the things that changed that you like to do now so you both can learn each other all over again. Because as you've been together 10 or 20 years, things have changed. And what you used to like, maybe you don't like anymore and the person that you're married to has to know that out so they can know okay so let's not go if you don't like the music part no more let's not go there anymore
2: and let's be honest georgette a lot of couples like you said don't sit down and get around the table and talk about their goals their visions that men definitely ain't thinking about writing it down but there's nothing wrong with say you know what honey the kids are gone. what's next what do you want to do in life it ain't getting on a roller coaster like i used to like <laughs> yeah we just so started. we don't need
0: to go to amusement park anymore <laughs> <No, that's laughs> so, we still we
1: still ride roller coasters i love you know what? i
0: that's all i used to get on when i was younger that's the only ride i got on every roller coaster in the park now i get on one my stomach's upset <laughs> and I, I i can't even do roller coasters anymore so that changed in my
2: life so now we don't really go to amusement parks much. <laughs> <You know? No. laughs>
1: Yeah, we still... Jen,
2: when we became empty nesters, we went and tried ice skating. Oh my we, god, we what a mistake. We weren't good at that. We <laughs> tried skating. We weren't good at that. Oh my god. <laughs> so we stick to walking. We can do bowling.
0: We, we stick to what we like now that we're older. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. When couples get older and they've been together longer, things change. Their likes and dislikes change and you need to have that conversation to find out what do you like to do now that you didn't like to do before so we can start doing those things.
2: And one of y'all yeah. write it down. If you know your husband's not the type that's going to write the list down, wives, say, babe, what are some things you want to do the rest of your life? And you write it down, even if you put it in your phone or just really make a mental note and then go write it down. But give a record of what your husband wants to do and then say, you know, these are some things that I'd like to do.
0: Go to restaurants and try different foods? No, let me stop. <laughs>
2: absolutely right. <laughs> we found that we like going to outdoor live concerts right especially jazz
0: right so live we, bands music yeah so that's something we like to do
2: so we'll look for those types of things but yeah mm-hmm. have the conversation
1: just ask them or
0: look for a restaurant with a live band so i can eat and listen to music no me... i
1: know that's right no that's right that yes i mean that's true you know you do have to have that listen my husband has six more years before he can retire from where he is and I'm already I said 6 years. I'm already getting 10 to 15 houses a day to where we want to go. Like we already know, we already had this conversation. Like we we ready. I'm like everybody like you got 6 years. I'm like I know, but that's okay. We preparing cuz it's going to go fast. The time is going to go that's fast right. and, and I'm ready and we want to be ready and so we are excited and looking forward to it already.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> and it's funny cuz we forward. talked about visiting every state together Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: now we we did maybe 30
2: we've been working right we're
0: close to 30 or at 30 so we still got 20 more and it's funny Mm -hmm. that the ones we have left are the ones like wyoming montana idaho north dakota you know those type of states so we're going to have to take time out to visit that you know to visit those states just to say we've done it and it's something that we both agreed upon that we both want to actually do
2: and you know what, Georgia? Even though you may be fin- financially okay, um, even knowing that your husband's going to retire in six years, you could even start a special financial um, little savings club just for the thing you're going to do in six years, or the things you're going to do in six yep. years. Because we, like, we have a savings club with our couples road crew group that we travel with. So we put money in there so that the, every year when we take our trip, we got that money put away. Now, it's not that we necessarily need to do that. It's not that we wouldn't have the finances when the time came, but it just makes it easier. So, yeah. you know, that's something fun that you and your husband could do. You can say, you know what, babe, we're going to put away an extra $250 a month in this special club savers account over here. So when you retire, we know we want to go here, here, and there, and we don't have to touch our other money.
1: Yeah, I love it. That's good. That's so cool. it's
0: about having more of a conversation now that you're older and you've been together longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't get rid of them. No, I'm only joking. He just came in the room. That's why I said <laughs> I, I, th- I told her she can't get rid of me. If she leave, I'm going with her. <laughs> Listen, look, that's a funny story. Cyba, my girlfriend was telling me about her, 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 a friend of hers that was doing that. The wife was packing and they had an argument and she started packing and you know, putting her stuff like she was leaving, and the husband came in and he got his suitcase out and he started packing. And she, he said. She looked at him. And he said, "Where you going?" She said, "Where you going? <laughs> Wherever you go, that's where I'm going." He, he said, should you have said, leaving. "I'm going with you." Exactly. He said, "I'm going with you. You're not leaving me." I know. <laughs> oh, that's
2: right. That's
1: good.
0: And, then, yes. and if there's if there's another man involved, he better be able to take care of both of us.
2: Of both of us. <laughs> I'm
1: coming too. I know that's right. I know that's right. That is funny. Well, I wanted to know, I I, want to know what does, of course, I ask everyone this question. What does prayer mean to you and how has it changed your marriage? Usually I say you, but now since you are a married couple, so what does it mean to you and how has it changed your marriage?
2: You know, when I think about prayer... I just think about my relationship with God, like to me, that's talking to the person who means the most to me in the whole wide world. So it's like it to me, prayer is having a conversation with God and then taking time to hear him talk back to me. It's taking time to hear what my Heavenly Father has in store for me, um, what he knew he wants me to learn, what he wants me to do. Prayer means to me um, building my relationship with God and, ke- and keeping it fresh, not even just building, just keeping it fresh, keeping it open and keeping myself open to what God has for me. And, and for our marriage, um, the same thing. It keeps us, our covenant fresh because mm. we know that when we got married, it wasn't about me and James being in love and getting married. We knew that we were making a covenant with God. And we knew that there was something that he wanted us to do. So when we pray, like, like I love praying with James because when I hear him pray, I hear his heart. I hear some things that he's thinking about that comes out of his mouth when he's praying. And my eyes are closed and I'm hearing him. And we've talked about this. He hears it from me. So for us, Mm -hmm. it's another form of connecting with each other and staying connected to God in our marriage.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to know
0: what it means to me now? Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, come on
0: <laughs> Nothing No, no
2: Damn honey, you're a
1: mess He's cutting up today He's just cutting up Go ahead James Well,
0: it means everything because I always say, I know they can't see us But you have to have The relationship here Before you can have it here You have to have a relationship with God first Before you can have it with your spouse Mm. because if we're made in his image we have to connect with him first before we can even connect with our spouses because it says he who finds a wife finds a good thing not she who finds him he who finds her Mm -hmm. and number two and this is the key for every man for every man that's listening for every woman that's listening for their man a woman wants to feel secure physically emotionally mentally and spiritually If you can make a woman feel secure in number four areas, you can have everything you need in your marriage and in your relationship. So that spiritual part is the key to make her feel secure spiritually, to let her know that you can lead your household, to let her know that you're a man of God where, like I always say, the man should hear from God and then go to his wife and say, baby, here's what I heard, you know, so he can lead his family the right way, because he is the head. You know, because I always say the head of women is man, the head of man is God. Or if you want to say the head of man is Jesus, the head of Jesus is God. It flows down. But we have to have that connection with him first and get that vision from him to be able to go to our wives and let him know, let her know what I've heard and where we're going as the man, as the leader of this family. So spiritually, it means everything. To let them know mm-hmm. you can lead your family on a spiritual aspect.
1: Awesome. I love it. All right, y'all. Okay. Okay 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 so listen i thank y'all thank y'all thank y'all for sitting down with me before we go i always this is my favorite part because i always love looking at people's faces when i say this because i always do some bible trivia before we go when people are like what? i don't know I, i'm always gonna say i don't know it's multiple choice It's Bible trivia. I do this because a couple reasons. Number one, I just love the look on people's faces. Just honestly, I'm gonna be real honest with you. But also, I love it because it stretches me as well. It helps me to go and dig and, and, and read and find some things in the Bible. But then also, when you hear this question again, you'll think about this interview and you'll think about me, Georgette, the podcast, and how much laughter and how much fun we had. And it gets you to be comfortable in the uncomfortable because people, and it also helps you to learn something like, you know, so why not? And so so, is- so let
0: me ask you if it's multiple choice, is the multiple choice going to be scriptures or what books they're from? <laughs> if not, my answer is dated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, go
1: ahead.
0: Go
2: ahead.
1: <laughs> I love it. I always try to find a question that's related to you know what you do. So it's about a couple. So you know you are. Right, it's about so a couple. It's about a couple. Yes. Okay. You're gonna get this. I I got faith in y'all. I got faith in y'all. Okay. Known as the father and mother of many nations, this couple left their homeland to go to an unknown land. They had a promised child in their old age. Okay, so let me give you the 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 multiple choices on who it could be. A, Zacharias and Elizabeth, B, Abraham and Sarah, C, Moses and Zipporah, or D, Boaz and Ruth. Who I would you- say
0: E, Jesus wept. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, Let me read the question again. Here's the best. No, we got it. We, we got, got it. We got it. Okay. All right. What's the answer?
2: Abraham and Sarah.
1: What? Yes. See.
0: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> one oh, Only, only because they had a child
1: in their older age and yes, and they left. Yes. It's only one question. I only ask one. I don't. Oh, I don't make y'all sweat. Oh, yes. No. I make y'all sweat like that people and it's so funny people be like what What? no it's only one question just one see that wasn't hard was it it wasn't difficult it wasn't hard yeah i don't i don't do people that like that i just do. luckily we knew the answer (laughs) exactly but if you didn't it's okay because then you would have found out and the next time you heard that question you would have known the answer and you would have remembered how much we laughed and how much fun this was so no one ever talks about our favorite couple in the Bible who's your favorite couple
2: Aquila and Priscilla tell us why is that your favorite couple well because we fit. we did a research in the Bible um um, our coach gave us an assignment to find a couple in the Bible that we identified with and -hmm. when we did our research we found that Aquila and Priscilla were entrepreneurs and they worked together in business. They were tent makers. So they, we work in business together. And we also, that they were also followers of Christ and they followed Paul. So they were- Well, they um, actually
0: took Paul in. When Paul left and he was going to Corinth, they took him in and he stayed with them. And that's when he told them about Jesus and they became followers then.
2: And they followed Paul. So they were like evangelists. They went around preaching. So we feel like we're we're ministers of the word of God and we're entrepreneur we're minister we us we 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 do ministry in church together so almost every ministry right. that um we're in we're in it together and they did everything and we, together and they did everything together they yeah. plus
0: uh, in the in now, with, and
2: they traveled they right. traveled with Paul so we travel together we do ministry together and we do business together
0: and they usually say the woman's name first and when people relate to us they always say cynthia and james so they say the woman's name first and i used to be offended like wait i'm the head here but after i read about a and priscilla then i said oh i have no problem with it
1: and you know what it's so funny you mentioned that <clears throat> because i had when i first made the link i said cynthia and james green However, when I wrote down today, because I always do that too, I always say Cynthia and James,
0: and that's okay.
1: But today, but today, today, on my notes and on my my questions, I did not do that. I put James and Cynthia. Yeah, okay. I but because but it, but it, I caught my and I and, and I'm glad you said that because I know we were supposed to end, but. Speak to that a little bit, Jay, and I'm glad we got on that because a lot of men would have an issue with that. And so, speak to that a little bit because that—that's oh my god! I'm glad we touched on that. That's a great, great, great way to end well, this because yeah, go ahead. Not, not only is
0: about killing Priscilla that they say the woman's name first because she was actually more into the word than I guess he was. Or not really that well, she was more of a follower, so sort to of speak. You have to go in acts and read on them. If you go in acts, the book of Acts and read about them, they explain it good. I actually wrote it all down how we relate more to them. And when they say her name first, and it doesn't bother us or it doesn't bother me because when you look at it, the two of you are becoming one. Like we Cindy always said, you go from I do to we do. So the two becomes one. So if they say her name first, it's automatically means me.
1: Mm. So it doesn't
0: bother me that they say her name first because we're one. You know, we can go somewhere, we can go anywhere, and they may see Cynthia and be like, Wait a minute, I think I'm not sure who you are. But the minute I'll show up, they like, say, Oh, I know who you are now
2: because, because they're
0: used to seeing us together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when they see us
0: apart, they may not recognize us as individuals, but they recognize us as a couple together. And that's the same way Akil and Priscilla was. They recognized them as a couple together. So it doesn't matter whose name goes first. You're as one, you're a couple. Right.
2: So it doesn't bother me at all. And, and another reason why it happens too is because I'm more visible. I'm more of right. a uh, person Who goes to a lot of networking events i love um you know being around a lot of people i'm more on social media than james is so more people tend to know me so they'll say cynthia and james because i'm the face of of the business for the most part and the face of um when we go you know when because i'm out and about and socializing more
0: but the funny thing is they'll recognize me
2: yeah but he's when he's yeah People will see me and have no idea who I am. But as soon as James show up, he, he's memorable. His personality is memorable. Oh, y'all, are
0: that, that that married couple, that married <laughs> the last couple. But, you know, Cynthia and James, but they'll say her name first. But as long as they recognize us together as a couple, her name going first doesn't bother me at all. That's
1: awesome. Thank you. I love that. I, I'm glad that we we got there see how God just make it work because I mean that is important and and so that's good that that's gonna help somebody like for real like I feel it in my shining eye like because
0: most men out. will get an attitude and be like wait a minute you know it, it's 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 Bob and Jean or whatever the case may be his they always want his name to go first because he feels mm-hmm. and you shouldn't feel insecure about saying your wife's name first you shouldn't it doesn't matter y'all are
1: one yeah that's good. I like that i'm about to ask my husband hey baby does it bother you if someone says georgette and michael instead of michael and georgette <laughs> huh? no. he said no okay i knew yeah. he it. That, 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 that's, because, that's
0: because y'all come into agreement and y'all are as one as long as you agree because it says no. it says in psalms 133 where it is unity that's where god commands the blessing so your I'm marriage blessed. is blessed because y'all come into agreement. So it shouldn't matter whose name is first.
1: As long as you're in agreement, your marriage is going to be blessed. Yeah. He said I talk enough for the both of us anyway. So he like being uh, and, and, <laughs> and that's the thing.
0: They may see Cynthia first. Once I start talking, I could go on and on. And they'll remember me like, okay, you're her husband. You're the yeah. talker. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Well, I thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for sitting down and chit-chatting with me. I do not take it lightly. Before we go, I just want y'all to give some lasting, encouraging words. And also, please, please, please let the people know how they can connect to you, how they can follow you, how they can support you, whatever you um, have going on. Like Just let them know how they can stay in contact with you because I think it's so, so important because we need this. We need what you guys are doing, your ministry for helping couples. I told y'all I'm big on love, so it it, it makes me excited. So just let people know how they can find you, how they can connect to you, how they can support you. Let's do that first and then um, your lasting comments of inspiration, encouragement, whatever you want to leave with them. So yeah.
2: So you can find us on all social media as marriage built to last. And we're the number two, not the word. So we are marriage built, the numeral to last on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our email, our website, marriage dot com. So, yes. Yeah, so connect with us on all social media. And um, Georgia, do you mind if we give people a free gift?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. why not absolutely okay so if people text the word marriage they will get a free book on how to stay out of divorce courts okay so if you text the word marriage to 443
1: 201 you will get a free book got it i wrote it down i'll make sure i put it in the in the comments and the notes And in the, the description So thank you, that's awesome I love it y'all, I'll make sure y'all have that Once again she said if you text Marriage to the number 443-201-7723 mm-hmm. That you will get A free book on marriage And how to stay out of divorce court I know that's right mm. Alright <laughs> and what, <laughs> what lasting words uh, Or encouragement Whatever you want to share with them Well, for me, I like to tell couples,
2: don't be shy, sit down and talk to your spouse again. Look again, as I said earlier in this broadcast and find out what it is that the two of you want to do in life. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and share your heart, your feelings, your thoughts, and your goals with one another. Honey, what is it that you want to do the rest of your life? What is it that I can support you in? What is it you want to do that I maybe can help you research and help you get to that goal? So just really sit down and, and talk to one another and then support each other, encourage each other, and push each other to accomplish those
1: things. Mm. Love it. Thanks. James. James. <laughs> I thought he was about to say everything she said. <laughs> No, um, probably. <laughs> I was going
0: to say just if you build it, it will last, mm. but you have to build it on the right foundation. That's what people yes. regret or or fail to realize when you're building something, you got to make sure it's on a solid foundation. See, our marriage is built on the word of God. You know, that mm. may not be yours. That may be yours, but you got to sit down and talk about what, how you're going to build even where you are, where when you're starting off, even if you're married 10 years, married 20 years, you got to start from somewhere and what find out what is our marriage built on. So to continue on, you got to make sure it's still built on that solid foundation. That's why we always say, if you build it, and we're talking about building it the right way, it will last. Building it
2: according mm. to God's will. And one
0: more thing, just put in the work. Absolutely. I mean, they say marriage take work, you know you didn't get married to have fun but if you put in the work having fun will be a byproduct of putting in that work
1: so don't be afraid to put in the work because you're going to have fun doing it
2: well all right now
1: all right now he said put in the work Mm, i think that's a good place put in that work yes you better work 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 there you go alright so well, I thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for sitting down with me, your girl, Georgette, aka The Preaker, and like I always say, I'm out, deuces, and I will see you guys on the next episode, take care, and God bless, awesome, see y'all later. Lord
0: your Hands up, hands yeah. up.